Thank you for joining us today. We hope God speaks to you. We hope dreams come alive and faith is ignited so you can impact the world and those around you for God's kingdom. Enjoy the message. Good morning, City Place Church, Pastor Damon, and I want to welcome every single person, no matter where you're watching from, whatever platform. Welcome to City Place Church Online. We are in week two of 21 days of prayer, and my heart is filled with expectation for you. Some of you have already begun to send emails and text messages of jobs being presented to you that you thought you wouldn't be able to to go after anymore and just financial increase but also prayers being answered as it just relates to you and so we say well done for leaning in over these 21 days and man we had a good time with the lord yesterday during our saturday morning time of prayer i want to welcome you on behalf of my wife taisha again my name is damon I am the lead pastor along with my wife, Taisha. We are the lead pastor of City Place Church, and we welcome you to City Place Church online today. I pray that your heart is filled with expectation of what the Lord wants to say and how he wants to move in your family. And so here's a couple of things that I want you to do. I want you to share today's service right where you are, no matter what platform. Invite your family, invite your friends, invite strangers on all the platforms that you hang out on and let them know that we are in a season of breakthrough. So go ahead right now. Hit that share button and also like, subscribe, because we want to make sure that we take this journey together into who we are becoming as a church and as a people. And so uh, you've just shared, right? If this is your first time here, welcome to the City Place Church family. We have a saying here that every time we get together, we lean in level 10, we remove the distractions, we engage in today's service, and we take notes. And you can find today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. I promise you that you're going to want to take notes today. We'll continue week two of our series called Breakthrough. Now, before our service concludes today, we're also going to worship the Lord, not just with our hands lifted and the songs of our, of our heart coming out to the Lord and through his word, but we're also going to worship God with our giving. One of our core values here as our church is that we believe that God has called our church to live, to give. And this week, I got a chance to represent City Place and drop off some undergarments and some things for some of the students in our community. Why? Because we believe that we are going to be a life-giving church that lives to give. And so you'll have an opportunity to worship the Lord with your tithes and offering uh, before our service ends. But right now, I want you to just set aside any distractions. Get ready to the presence of the Lord. I'm going to pray. God, we love you today. We invite you into this place. There is no place we'd rather be than in your presence. So during this moment of worship, in this time of worship, Holy Spirit, I pray that our heart is filled with expectation of meeting you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that in worship, you'll speak and let our life be changed as we encounter you. Do what only you can do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place Church. Are you ready for the word of God today? Are you leaning in level 10, excited about what Jesus wants to say to you today? Man, listen, you want to be a part of a city group. City group sign up begins today. We've got men's small group. We got women's small group. We got students small group. We got young adults small group. We've got things for you to jump in. God did not create you to do life all by yourself. I also want to invite you to join us for Saturday morning prayer next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I promise you that you will have a good time with the Lord. And don't forget, you can also find prayer resources 
at cityplacechurch.com backslash 21 days of prayer. And so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. If you have your Bibles, we are going to uh, continue our series breakthrough. Last week, we kicked off in 2 Samuel chapter 5, where the Bible says that David was, 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 was uh, hearing that the Philistines were coming. And it says that he went to the stronghold to pray and to seek the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord brought about for David and the people a great victory. And David said it like this. He says, the Lord broke through my enemy like the breaking through of water. And we said that breakthrough is the byproduct. It's the byproduct of our inherited freedom in God. And so today we're just going to continue our series breakthrough. And this whole series kind of leapt in my wife and I because we felt like during these 21 days of prayer, God was going to give us breakthrough, not only just in our life, but in our mind, in, in our health, in our finances, and then just our walk with God. And so today I'm going to read another story about David, but I want us to keep in mind that place that David encountered God. And he said literally that this place is the place where he was the Lord of the breakthrough. And we said that the word Baal Perism means the master of the breaking. And so we just came right out the gate last week and said this. We said that God is a breakthrough God. Can you say that? God is a breakthrough God. Like he cannot be contained. No one can hold him back. He cannot be defeated. He is a breakthrough. Through God and all throughout scripture, including the, the one that we read last week, we find that God is a breakthrough God. When Jesus encountered blind Bartimaeus, when we talked about him several weeks ago, the Bible says that when he spoke and when he said, your healing is yours, the Bible says, and immediately blind Bartimaeus became seeing Bartimaeus. Why? Because God is a breakthrough God. When it was time for the people of Israel to be free, he was a breakthrough God. God is a breakthrough God. And so today we're going to continue in our series Breakthrough with David, because when you read 2 Samuel chapter 5 and David responds by praying and then he has a spiritual encounter with the Lord, it wasn't always that easy for David. And so today we're going to jump into a couple of stories. I'm going to read 1 Samuel 22, give you context. And then we're going to read 1 Samuel 30, and I'm going to give you some context. We're not going to read all the verses, but I want to give you just a little bit today. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1. It says, Now David therefore departed from there and escaped to the, to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all of his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone in, who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men who were with him. Then David went from there to Mitzvah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, please let my father and my mother come here with you, till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab and dwelt there all the time that, and they dwelt there all the time that David was in the stronghold. 
Now the prophet Gad said to David, do not stay in this stronghold, depart and go to the land of Judah. So David departed and went into the forest of Hereth. Now hop over to 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm just going to read a few verses. We're going to go down to verse number 5. And it says this, and I'll give you context here in a moment. It says this, And David's two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God, then David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me the ephod. And, and Abathar brought him the ephod. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered, pursue, you shall overtake them and without fail, recover all. Without fail, recover all. Let's do a little bit of work. In 2 Samuel chapter 5 last week, we heard David say that God showed up to our enemy, defeated our enemy, and when he defeated our enemy, it was like he broke through water. <laughs> David had been spending time with God, and he literally said, breakthrough is a byproduct of my inherited freedom. I am the king. God has already given us freedom for the Philistines. God has already brought me to a place to where I know that who he's called me to be, that's who he designed me to be, and that's who he wants me to be. But David's life wasn't always one by which he just immediately responded with such boldness. Because in the stories that I read to you, beginning in 1 Samuel chapter 22, the context is, is that David is being chased by Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 21. And Saul, who is the current king at the time, is being jealous of his son-in-law, David. David has been serving in Saul's house. David has been anointed king. There is God's dream for David's life. But Saul, the Bible says, is living now with this distressed spirit and feels like he wants to kill David. Because David has killed Goliath and he's rising in fame. Everything that David is walking out in the name of the Lord his God, God is bringing him success where it seems like Saul is having to struggle over and over and over again. Pause, I want to encourage you to listen to our sermon series, Hello Ambition, because my wife preaches about Saul and why God replaced him. And so Saul is seeing this young leader rise and Fame is hitting him and the favor of God is on him and he is chasing David to try to kill David. And the Bible says, when you read 1 Samuel chapter 21, the Bible says that David is fleeing for his life. And as he's fleeing for his life, he goes through this one territory and the people begin to speak and say, isn't that David? Isn't that the one that people are saying Saul killed a thousand, but David is ten thousands. And the Bible says that David hears this and begins to act crazy. It says that he begins to act out and he's acting beside himself. He's making crazy noises. He's starting to spit and foam from the mouth. You have to read 1 Samuel 21. He is beginning to act out of character because there's an attack of the enemy. 
And the Bible says that he he does all of this so that no one knows who he is. But the people go, is this not David who's acting out? And the Bible says that David. Now we catch up in first Samuel 22. It says that David runs and hides himself in a cave. And it says that David has isolated himself. He's removed himself from leading the people. And now he is finding himself isolated because of an attack of the enemy. David is in dire need of a breakthrough. Now, when we define breakthrough, we define breakthrough as a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development that displays who God is. That led us to 2 Samuel last week, where David says he is the master and the Lord of the breaking. And when he breaks through something, he breaks through it like water. That is like a end of the story or towards the end of the story. But in 1 Samuel 22, we see David in the process of walking out purpose and destiny. And his response was to flee and to isolate himself, even though he needed a breakthrough, that sudden and dramatic moment by which there's an important discovery of who God is. And the Bible says that David put himself in a cave and everyone who was distressed, in debt, and discontented followed him to the cave. Everyone followed David to this place of isolation, this place of loneliness, this place of how are we going to make it, this place of how do we get out of this? And the Bible says that the prophet Gad says to David, get out of this stronghold. Last week, we talked about the stronghold being the place of safety where David ran. In this version, David runs to a stronghold because he's in fear. We said, be careful that we don't create strongholds in our life that God designed, that, that God never designed for us to sit in. Sometimes there can be strongholds in our life that God never designed for us to sit in, but we run to because of fear and isolation. But the prophet says, David, get out of here. You're in need of a breakthrough. And as I was thinking about this week, I was thinking about the fact that, God, if you're going to do a breakthrough, do a breakthrough in me. Like, the, doing the breakthrough in the it is not as important as you doing a breakthrough in me. Can somebody say Amen. Like, so today's focus in our series, Breakthrough, is breakthrough in me. If, if God breaks through my enemy and he does it in a way that it seems like water, then God, the areas of my life that would withhold me and try to hold me back from your presence, breakthrough in me. Are you with me? Because it says that David was dealing with being distressed, depressed. He was in debt and he was discontented and the prophet Gad said, get from here and go to the place of Judah. We wrote this down and we said this last week and I want to repeat it. Breakthrough has to be driven by a pursuit of God's presence and his problem, his promise for freedom and fulfillment of his purpose and his plan so that you can impact others for his glory. 
Breakthrough cannot be driven by selfish motives for personal desired outcomes. David, the Bible says, is in distress. He is depressed. Around him are people in debt. And Gad says, go from here. You're not designed to be here. You need to be in a position of breakthrough. I've been thinking and meditating on this. Like, God, if there's going to be a breakthrough in it, there has to be a breakthrough in me. Like, there has to be a breakthrough in me. As we focus today, we're focusing on the fact that there has to be a breakthrough in me. Can you say breakthrough in me? I wrote this down. God's primary focus is building you and not your area of breakthrough. Like, I wrote this down last week of this being my area of breakthrough. But God, don't just give me the breakthrough in the area. Give me the breakthrough in me. David is facing a Saul and an enemy that's coming at him. And his initial reaction is to retreat. But Gad says, get from out of here. This is a breakthrough in you. You are not designed to stay here. You are designed to advance. See, God's primary focus is building you, not your area of breakthrough. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29 says this, And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For, God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God is always trying to build you, to grow you. So breakthrough has to begin in me. It has to begin in you. We don't just want the breakthrough in the physical thing. We want the breakthrough in us. And the prophet Gad says, listen, the breakthrough has to begin in you. Get from here. Don't you dare stay here when you've got purpose, you've got destiny, you've got pursuit of God's purpose. You are a leader. You are a king. Get from here and don't let the enemy keep you stuck. So as I was reading this, I was thinking about the fact that in one text, David is going crazy. And in the one that we read last week, David is sure of himself. See, the end product, sometimes people don't see the the process. And David's life, David was facing enemies and he was facing obstacles and he needed breakthrough. He needed breakthrough from Saul. He needed breakthrough from his enemy. But the prophet said there also needs to be a breakthrough in you, because around you are distressed moments, debt people, people in debt. There are people who are depressed. There has to be a breakthrough in you because what you're feeling right now, God didn't design for you to sit in. Can I tell you that whatever it is that you're feeling right now, anxiety, stress, worry, concern, you know, whatever it may be, God didn't design for you to just stay right there if there's an enemy throwing blows at you. And so I was writing this down. That, and this is the repeat from last week, breakthrough is a byproduct of my inherited freedom in God through Christ. Like, if there is going to be breakthrough in you, 
then you and I have to watch where we place ourselves. If there's going to be breakthrough in you and breakthrough in me, we have to watch where we place ourselves. The Bible says that David pulled himself into a cave, isolated himself, and then began to move with the people. And the prophet said, you being in a cave is not where God designed you. You being isolated and around just people who aren't, uh, who aren't experiencing breakthrough isn't where God designed you. Get from where you are and allow God to break through in you. See, you and I have to be careful where we position ourselves because God's primary focus is to break through in you, not just break through in it. John chapter 8, verse 36, another verse from last week, it says, if the Son therefore makes you free, you shall be free indeed. We said that freedom, that's the gift of God, that's found in the Spirit of God, is a gift to every believer through Christ that breaks down spiritual and natural walls in our lives so that you could live the life that Christ called you to live. Gad says, son, you are free. Don't you dare sit in a place that God never designed for you. See, in these 21 days of prayer, we're asking God to give us that sudden, dramatic, and important discovery of who he is, that breakthrough moment. But remember, breakthrough is a byproduct of our inherited freedom. We also said last week that if we're going to experience freedom, that we have to allow for the permanent freedom that God's given us. Freedom is your gift. God never designed for you to sit in a place where you can't experience all of who he is. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So I believe that in 1 Samuel chapter 22, David helps us identify some things that one, can lead us into a stronghold, but two, areas where God wants to break through in you. So you ready? Let's take some notes. The first one is spiritual awareness. Spiritual awareness. I believe that there are things that can lead us into places where God never designed for us to sit, but there's also a key that brings breakthrough in you in those same areas. The first one is spiritual awareness, like all things begin and end in the spirit. No matter what you're walking through, no matter what you're pursuing, everything begins and ends in the spirit. The Bible says that in, when we go back to our original verse, David inquired of the Lord in 2 Samuel chapter 5 and God brought about victory. See, everything begins and ends in the spirit. We said it like this last week that in order to experience breakthrough, we have to win the war in the spirit. We have to spend time in prayer. That's the reason why we're in 21 days of prayer is because our hands produce nothing, but God's hands breaks through things like water. Spiritual awareness. Here's something to be spiritually aware of. One, there is an enemy that doesn't like you. There is an enemy that doesn't like you. And if, watch now, if you have grabbed hold of God's promise for your life, and you are viewed as a threat to the enemy's kingdom in your action and not just your words, the enemy will come for you. Now, if he views you as a non-threat, he doesn't have time for you. He throws little niblets your way because it's easy to trip you up. But if he sees that you are advancing the kingdom's cause, he literally will throw things at you. That's the reason why David is anointed king. David defeats a giant. And then when we see him fleeing, he's fleeing 
from the king. Because David has kingdom purpose, David is advancing the kingdom of God, and the enemy doesn't like it. So we have to be spiritually aware that all things begin and end in the spirit. I have to spend time in prayer. I have to spend time before the Lord. But I also have this spiritual awareness that if I say yes to the purpose and plan of God for my life, that the enemy doesn't like it. The second thing that I see is that the mindset that we possess is key. The mindset that we possess is key. Write this down. Most of life's battles are won and lost in our mind. Most of life's battles are won and lost in our mind. The Bible says that when David is hearing of all and seeing all that Saul's doing, he tells himself, it's better for me to run here, to isolate myself, to be alone, rather than around, surround myself with the presence of the Lord. See, sometimes our mindset of God won't do it, or I don't know if I can overcome it, or is God for me? Please, in the battlefield of our life. See, that's where spiritual awareness comes in because if everything's a one in the spirit, then I have to know that the enemy's going to throw blows all around me and he will come after my mind. And the Bible says that David fled. He was in distress. He was around people in doubt and people in debt. We have to be aware that there's a spiritual component. And David's showing us that, that there's a mindset component to us seeing breakthrough in our life. Here's what the Bible says. It says this, watch this, watch this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, this is Paul writing. He says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we've experienced in province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we were despaired of life itself. Like Paul says, everything around us was impacting all of our, all of our life, impacting our mind, and we felt like we were in despair. See, I believe that David is showing us that we have to be spiritually aware that everything begins in the spiritual part of our life and it ends there and that there is an enemy that will come after you and that he will begin to throw blows into your mindset. You and I are not the only ones that sometimes go through the ups and downs and the being tossed back and forth in our mindset because most of the battles are won and lost in our mind. So did David. And so did people like Paul. Number three, where do we need breakthrough in me? Life imbalances, life imbalances. Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse six says, better one handful of tranquility than two handfuls of toil and chasing the wind. Stephen Lillard said this, we were never designed for sedentary, indoor, socially isolated, fast food-laden, sleep-defived, frenzied pace of modern life. Sometimes 
the breakthrough that we need in our life is something as practical as balance. David's life is running so hard, chasing after this, and Saul comes after him. And David, I believe, is just showing us that sometimes life's imbalance can be a place where we can experience breakthrough in our life. Remember I said that sometimes these are the things that could be a stronghold of our life where we need to say, God, it's not just I need a job or not just I need this, but God, I need you to break through in me. And I believe that when David's in this cave and Gad is talking to him, Gad is saying, listen, my son, listen, listen, be spiritually aware. Let's get our mindset straight that God is for you. And we're going to make sure that we're not in balance in our life. Write this down. Write this down. Number four. Number four. Ruminating and self-talk. Brian Tracy said 95% of your emotions are determined by the way you talk to yourself. It says in 1 Samuel 22 that David's around all of these people. And he's finding himself stuck. He's finding himself the leader of everyone else who's in a stronghold and they all need breakthrough. I don't know about you, but sometimes you have to do what Philippians chapter four says. It says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. Sometimes you have to speak life to yourself and not just the situation or the thing that's in in front of your life. Breakthrough in you, David. David, get up from here, go to the place of Judah and begin to experience breakthrough in you. Number five. Isolation. Isolation. Isolation has been a problem since the beginning of time. In fact, God, when he created Adam, literally solved the problem of isolation by putting Adam in a family. He says it's not good for man to be alone. I'm creating someone for you to spend time with. God never designed for you. God never designed for me to be isolated and living in loneliness. Romans chapter 12, verse 5 says, since we are all the one body in Christ, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. God never designed for you to be isolated. He never designed for you to be alone. David was isolated by himself and he had a gad to come and say, hey, God wants to break through in you. See, when we're looking at David's life and we're looking at the, the, the end result in 2 Samuel chapter 5, where he's like, God broke through like water. There was also moments where David said, but God had to break through in me. And here's the last one. God has to break through in you and in me when it comes to spiritual warfare. Remember we said that the first thing is that we have to be spiritually aware. But then the also the last thing is, is that we have to find breakthrough in spiritual warfare. As we pray this week, as we pray these 21 days, we don't, I said this last week, we don't want to just patty cake God. We want to, we want to see God break through in our own prayer time. We want to see God break through in our own worship. We want to see God break through in our own reading of, of the word. We want to see breakthrough in our lifting of our hands. We want to experience the presence of the Lord 
in a tangible way. So we need to have God break through in us as it relates to our spiritual warfare. We need to have, listen to what the word for, um, in 1 Peter says, be self-controlled, be alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But resist him, standing firm in the faith. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 says this, put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. God has given you and I authority, but you and I have to use it. So we have to say, God, literally break through in us. Break through in us as it relates to my spiritual awareness, as it relates to my mindset of what you're doing and how you're moving and against what the enemy may try to say, against me being imbalanced in my spiritual life and in my natural life, uh, against breakthrough in me as it relates to how I speak to myself, breakthrough in me as it relates to isolation and loneliness, and then breakthrough, Lord, in my spiritual warfare. See, here's what I realized when I read 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 through 5, is that everything that David was going through, he needed a breakthrough in him. He didn't just need Saul to just be removed. He didn't just need to be made the king. He needed a breakthrough in his own life. He needed to have a confidence. He needed to have an assurance. He needed to have an, a personal encounter with God. And this is what the prophet Gad says. The prophet Gad says, get from where you are and go to the place of Judah. Judah means praise. He literally said, you are in one place that God never designed for you to be in. He says, you need breakthrough in your spiritual awareness that the enemy, because you've grabbed hold of what God has called you to, is sending out an attack. So be spiritually aware that God needs to break through in you so that you're sensitive to the schemes of the enemy. You don't flee from him. You resist him and he flees from you. So you need to be fully aware that everything begins and ends in the spirit. David, you already know this, but I'm reminding it to you. You already know it because you said it was the Lord and the spirit of the Lord who came upon you when you ripped the bear and the lion. So, David, I'm reminding you that you need God to break through in you. This is not where you're supposed to be. He says, David, I want to remind you that your mindset is not to be sitting in a place where you're feeling depressed or down. That depression is a sign that you need a breakthrough from the Father. It's a sign. It's not who you are. It's not how God created you. You are a king's kid. You are the future king. You are carrying the purpose and destiny of the Father. Can I tell you, you are carrying the purpose and destiny of God the Father. And God wants to break through in you. Remember, breakthrough is the byproduct of your inherited freedom. It's you getting a chance to spend time in pursuit of God the Father. It's you being in his presence. It's you having the full gift of freedom. It's you having the full measure and fulfillment of his purpose and destiny in your life as you impact others. He says, listen, you have spiritual awareness. Let it break. Let God break it through in you. You have a mindset that God wants to break it through in you. He says that life in balance, God wants to break it from you. He says, but let me tell you, there's warfare here 
you need to get back to the place of praise. See, some of us, during these 21 days of prayer, we need to allow God to break through in us so that we can give him some praise. We need to allow God to break free in us so that we can give us Give him some praise. See, he literally said, David, get from where you are and get back to the surrounding atmosphere of praise. I want to challenge us this week that as we're seeking God's face, put on some worship music that allows you to declare how good God is so that your spiritual mindset and awareness is on. So that you're not finding yourself imbalanced out of life where you work all the time, but you spend very little time with the Lord. No, God, let me be balanced. Let me lead with you. And let me encounter you. He literally says, move from where you are to the place of praise, which then leads me to 1 Samuel chapter 30. And 1 Samuel chapter 30 is not quite an identical situation, but it is similar. In this story, the Bible says that David has come back with his men. And he returns to Ziklag and the Amalekites have invaded his town and taken his family, their families and their possessions and burned the city when you read it. And it says that David and the men are heartbroken. It says that they are greatly distressed. First Samuel 22. And grieved. And they began to sob and to cry. And it says that the people were so mad at David that they wanted to stone David. Watch this. David doesn't retreat to a stronghold. And we read that the surrounding him are all of these people who are in debt and distressed. No, this time it says that David began to encourage himself in the Lord. He literally had broken free and realized this is an attack of the enemy. He realized, I'm not going to let my mind go back to feel like God won't show up. He said, I'm not going to be imbalanced in my life to feel like this is all that it is. I'm not going to get sucked into that. He doesn't allow his self-talk to bring him stuck like he was in 1 Samuel 22. The Bible says that he begins to self-talk and begins to encourage himself in the Lord. In 1 Samuel 22, he leaves the place, goes back to the place of praise. And I believe that as David is encouraging himself in the Lord, I believe he could say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise. I'll be thankful unto him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. I believe that David could literally just go, God has been for me in 1 Samuel 22 when I was distressed and going out of my mind. He gave me back my spiritual awareness. He gave me back my strong mindset. He gave me balance back to my life. He changed my self-talk. And when I engaged in praise, I began to just remove from isolation. I began to remove myself and realize that as I worship and as I praise, I'm engaging in spiritual warfare. And I realized that when I see this as a spiritual thing, it's also going to end there. The Bible says that David began to encourage himself in the Lord and he grabs the ephod. The ephod was something that a priest would put on and they would go into the presence of the Lord. And David says, I'll go into the presence of the Lord. David says, I'll go and spend time in the presence of the Lord. He literally says, you've given me authority to come into your presence. And if you've given me access I'm going to take it. 
And he literally says, if it begins in the spirit, it's also going to end in the spirit. I've encouraged myself. I've changed myself. Talk God's forward. Now, God, what do you want to say? And it's similar to last week where David goes and he spends time with God in prayer. And he says, God, you've broken through in me. Now I need you to break through in them. Father, you've broken through in me. Now break through for my men. And he says this, he says, now, if I can move myself from where I am, and if I can move my mindset from where it is to a place of praise, we'll experience breakthrough. And he says, Father, shall I pursue? And if I pursue, will I win? And this is what God says. Go ahead and pursue. You'll win. And this is what he finishes with. Listen to this. He says, you'll win. You'll overtake them and you will without fail recover all. David just asked, shall I pursue and can I overtake them? God says, you will pursue. You will win. And everything you have that you thought you lost Breakthrough, suddenly you also bring back what you thought you lost. Breakthrough in me. Breakthrough in me. See, it's one thing to have a breakthrough in it. The most important thing is that we have a breakthrough in me. See, if God breaks through in us in these 21 days of prayer, then when the enemy throws things at us and we're in those seasons where maybe our faith is kind of imbalanced, then we know that, God, you've designed me and you've allowed me to rest in a place of freedom because that's who you created me to be. This morning you walked in here and I want to pray for you because I know that the Father wants to break through in you. Maybe you haven't been spiritually aware or maybe you've, your self-talk has been one where it's you're a glass half empty versus a glass half full. Maybe your life imbalance is one to where you've just been kind of to yourself and maybe you've been putting things in the place of what's in post, important most. Maybe your mind has been playing tricks on you and you just feel like, God, I just don't know whether I'm coming or going or how to even find the balance of my life. Maybe you've been isolated. I don't really know. But God didn't design you to live in isolation. And maybe we just need to win in the spirit. No matter where you are, God wants to break through in you. And the only way he can begin that work is through a relationship with him. I want to pray for you right where you are. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Just literally just says, Jesus, come into my heart. I need you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Without you, I can't do one thing. It's an acknowledgement that without him, we're nothing. See, for some of us, we need Jesus to break through 
like David said, like water, and be the Lord of our life. We need to step aside and really allow him to lead. And as I pray this prayer, I just want you to pray it after me. And then at the end, I'll ask you to fill out a virtual connect card to let us know the decision that you made. Are you ready? Come on, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, today I come to you in need of a savior. I ask you to break through in my life, change my heart completely. I wanna be aware of who you are. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everybody. Can you make some noise for Jesus today right where you are? Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? The greatest decision that you'll ever make is accepting Jesus as the Lord of your life. Can somebody say breakthrough in me? It's that sudden and dramatic impact that reveals who he is. If you made that decision to follow Jesus today, all we want you to do is fill out a virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card. The decision that you made, we want to come alongside you and celebrate you and just say well done on the decision that you made. I also want to encourage you to be a part of one of the small groups. We call them city groups here that literally could speak life into you. We want to do whatever we can to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. We want to make sure as you rise in your relationship with God, that you have people to cheer you on. God never designed for you to do life alone. No more loneliness, no more isolation. A complete walk with Jesus. So make sure you fill out that virtual connect card. You can fill that out. You can um, let us know the decision you made today. We want to send you a gift. And you can also sign up on that same card for a city group. It's our honor to be able to cheer you on today. Well, hey, I mentioned that we were going to worship the Lord with our tithe and our offering today. And we believe that God has called our church to live, to give. And so everything that we do, we want to do together. And so I celebrate all of you who said yes, being faithful to the Lord in tithe and offering. Trust me, God is going to be faithful to you. It's his promise to you in Malachi chapter three, that as you give him back the first part of your kingdom finances, he blesses every aspect of your finances. And so we're going to pray, and then we're going to give you just a couple of other thoughts as we head into this week. But I want to also remind you, be a part of Saturday morning prayer next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. on Facebook Live. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We honor you for who you are. Receive all of the glory. Receive all of the honor for those that met you today. And Father, we give you permission to break through in us. Bless our tithe as we sow it. Thank you for allowing us to make a kingdom impact in our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. We love you. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com.